What's up, guys? It's the Gary and Jason Show, Dialogues and Dialects in Tech. Today is July 3rd, and this is the very first show. So we want to welcome everybody. What is up, Gary? What's going on, brother? How's your day going? Going great. I'm excited to be here. Glad you could make it. It's raining outside, but uh, nevertheless, so if you hear some, some raindrops in the back, don't mind that. We are recording live from my humble abode in West Philly. And uh, yeah, we are very excited to, uh, this has been a, a project that's been in the works for a while, so we're very excited to debut it. We have a great um, topic today that we're going to talk about, but before we get into that, we actually want to give uh, each of our backgrounds a little bit. So let's start with you, Gary. Get, All right. Let the in, folks look, know a little bit about you. Coming in hot. Right. Coming in hot. All right. Yeah. Let me <laughs> tell the people spot. a little bit about me. Uh, what's going on, y'all? I'm Gary, and first and foremost, I love what I do. Uh, what do I do? I'm an entrepreneur, I'm an educator, and an ecosystem builder. Mm. So I do a lot of different things that allow me to put my creativity to work and uh, just tap into my, my purpose and my passion for making a difference in the world. So I've been okay. a, a startup founder, worked on uh, tech startups, I've participated in pitch competitions, I've launched my own accelerator programs, uh, won all types of awards and whatnot. But at the end of the day, for me, it's about solving problems and uh, building a better world. Love it. Love it. Listen. This this is the guy right here. You see see my shirt, Afro Technologist. That's, That's a cool shirt. Now, how do I get one of those shirts? We're gonna talk about that. All right. About that. All right. I got got you. got one for you. Okay. But uh, so for myself, um, self taught programmer, probably about the age of twelve. Uh, started my first uh, website development company when I was sixteen. Went to Howard, majored in finance, but kept doing the uh, the website thing. Um, then I got into, of course. Uh, App building, right? So the iPhone came out around 2004, 2007, I want to say. But um, eventually graduated from websites into apps. And so my first app was or is Katika. We launched back in 2018. And uh, it was a way for people to find or is a way for people to find black-owned businesses. And so we're about to relaunch this fall. Very excited about that. And uh, yeah, very much like yourself, I'm an uh, Afro-technologist, meaning I, I build tech specifically for our people. Mm -hmm. So I love it. With that said, unapologetic. Unapologetically. Oh no, it's important. Yeah, the deficit is too crazy. Mm -hmm. So yeah, nah, we need that work. Yeah, for now. For now, we working now. on it. We working on it. We're gonna build that, like you said, ecosystem where everybody could, you know, participate. But for right now, you know, we gotta build build the, the digital Wakanda. That's it. That's what I like to call it. All right. So with that, uh, let's go ahead and get into our topic for today. Let's do it. What so, are we talking about? Uh, from what. We had a, a early discussion, Gary and I, uh, about a lot of different things. What what should be the first um, you know topic of discussion? So we didn't know whether to start off with talking about startups or incubators, accelerators. But you said let's take a step back. Let's mm. let's simplify things really quick and recognize what technology allows us to do or what it can represent. And the word that we uh, settled on was freedom. Mm -hmm. And so I'll let you dig into that a little bit first. I love freedom. I love it too. <laughs> <laughs> I love freedom. And therefore, I love entrepreneurship. Yep. Um, because I believe that entrepreneurship can be used as a vehicle to mm. pursue and achieve freedom, right? Financial freedom, independence, like launching your own ideas, taking things out of your head mm -hmm. and bringing them to life in the real world is incredible. And nobody can take that from you, right? right. Um, and regardless of what materials you have 
in front of you. Technology enables us to, as we learn the languages, as we learn how to use and leverage technology, we can build things from scratch, like take these thoughts and ideas out of our head and create million dollar or billion dollar companies mm -hmm. that go on to change the world, right? This is how we build generational wealth and impact for our communities. And that's why I love entrepreneurship, because at the end of the day, it's rooted in freedom and, okay. you know, pursuit of happiness for everybody. Like whatever your goal is, you can achieve it through entrepreneurship. I love that. Now, my question would be, what would you say is a barrier that you have seen in terms of people reaching that freedom through mm -hmm. technology? Because, you know, we read, we both read these publications every day, like TechCrunch and, you know, Fast Company, and we see different companies raising millions of dollars. Mm -hmm. um, and it just seems like their track is a little bit to freedom is a little bit easier mm -hmm. than ours. So, um, you know, it, without just saying because we're black, mm -hmm. I think there's other underlying reasons. So yeah. from, from your experience, what, what would you say is a barrier to that freedom for black people? Yeah, the barriers are, are everywhere, right? And mm -hmm. in everything, but um, it starts with us, right? It starts with us realizing that if we believe in ourselves, we can achieve whatever our goals are, right? right? So mm -hmm. if we want to be free, and we want to leverage entrepreneurship and technology, then we need to learn entrepreneurship and technology, right? <laughs> and there's like the, uh, you know, there's that saying that like nobody likes, but they say, you know, you want to keep something from a black person, put it in a book, mm. right? Mm -hmm. And no, first of all, black people read. Clearly. Right? <laughs> of course we read. We are well-read, right. uh, well-educated. I went to University of Delaware, by the way. Okay, I didn't right, mention right. that. Right. But we're representing like the White House on this couch, which is kind of cool. Yeah. So anyway. Uh, I think, first of all, we have to believe that we can do it, too. I just caught that. Hold on a second. Time out. I don't know if you guys caught that. Howard, UD, yeah. Biden. Come we on. out here. All right. We out here. We'll break that down in Wait. a different episode. Right, right. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? That, when you said that, I was like, oh! <laughs> <laughs> but continue. I feel like I got a lot of those. So right, right. Get, get used to them. Okay. Um, but yeah, so it, it starts with us believing that it can be us, too, because if you think entrepreneurship is only for you know rich white males it might be because all you see in the news and the media and on podcasts and yeah, all the success stories look like jeff bezos mark zuckerberg right um jack dorsey jack dorsey all white guys like leading the you know billion dollar trillion dollar companies that are the tech you know giants of the world yep. and they're that sort of puts something in your mind where it's like, okay, you know, that's what success in that space looks like. Right. So until you see someone operating successfully in this space, you don't see yourself represented. You don't think, okay, that can be me. So first and foremost, like it takes people just saying, you know what? I can do that too, regardless of if they look like me or not. Mm. I can do it. I will do it. We're both doing it in our own arenas. Um, and I think that, you know, the beauty of what's going on today is there are a lot more black people succeeding in tech, mm -hmm. raising money, launching their own investment funds to invest in people that look like us. That's right. Um, so I, th I think, you know, what it really boils down to is it starts with us believing in ourselves because the barriers are going to exist in, you know, whether it's in tech or education, nonprofit, it doesn't matter. Any like, sector. Racism is everywhere. Right. Right. Um, but we don't let that stop us. Absolutely not. What's your view on it? Uh, so for me, and it, it, it kind of speaks to the first version of Katika. I looked at technology as a way to connect the diaspora, right? So 
despite you know the atrocities that happened you know during the transatlantic slave trade so you fast forward to today 2021 technology is universal and when you look at the diaspora it's like we can all be connected through that cell phones have a, like a 98 penetration rate uh 98 penetration rate in africa like that's their equivalent of like laptops and desktops etc so for me technology represented a way to really reconnect again the diaspora but then take it a step further to economics right so how can we all come up together through leveraging technology um you know and building as you mentioned earlier like an ecosystem so our idea was to create a transatlantic uh economy if you will mm -hmm. so can i if i'm in america can i buy products from south africa if i'm in the caribbean can i buy products you know uh from uh folks in the uk or something right we have a lot of caribbean, caribbean folks in the uk so for free freedom for me um and technology i'll also say like so there's a lot of um different industries right you have fintech you have edtech um so technology has penetrated a lot of traditional uh industries but what that's allowed to happen is folks can start a business or a company in those industries. So whereas before it may have taken, I don't know, a hundred thousand to start a healthcare company, you might be able to start a healthcare company with five thousand dollars. I know that sounds crazy, but the economies of scale have really changed that much. And so yeah, you know, if we're able to leverage technology, there's a way for us to become economically free. Mm -hmm. uh, Health-wise free, mentally free, uh, education-wise free. So I believe that um, that's ultimately going to be our saving grace. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's, it's literally like in our hands. We use it every day, but how do people use it, mm -hmm. right? So if you're going on your phone and you're just scrolling on, you know, Instagram, Twitter, and you're just absorbing content, you're not producing content, you're not producing anything of value, then, you know, you're not going to see any effective change. But if you flip that, get more educated in entrepreneurship, learn a, a coding skill or how to design. Now you have some skin in the game and you can, you may not even run the company, but you can work for a startup company, you know, and, and be a part of it. Something, something special. So, mm -hmm. so yeah, so I, I would uh, surmise that, yeah, I think we should definitely be leveraging technology in order to reach mm -hmm. levels of freedom in all areas of our life. Mm -hmm. I agree. I agree. And I mean, tech is in everything, right? So right. even if somebody is like, oh, I'm not in tech, I want to start a business, but it's going to be, you know, a, a traditional small business. Well, okay, guess what? You want to open a, an apparel line, mm -hmm. right? You want to start an apparel line and, and have your own hats and your own t-shirts. You're probably going to sell that stuff on a website, right? Facts. That is technology. You have a tech startup. Yeah. Uh, if you are going to be selling like your apparel at a farmer's market or flea market, right? Like you're probably gonna show up with a square, you know, card reader, mm -hmm. right? That's technology. So tech is in everything that we do and you're paying, we're paying all of these different companies to use these different services and platforms, right? Like right. even if you didn't build your website yourself, like if you're using Squarespace, mm -hmm. right? And you pay, I don't know, 20 to 30 bucks a month to host your store on a website, right? Like Squarespace is is taking that profit, right? They're making money off of you. Every month. Every month. Yep. 
if you are using that square card reader to accept payments, right? So people can swipe their cards to buy your stuff. A percentage of that is going to square, right? right? So these are all like tech companies that we're using every single day. Like yeah. it's and don't even realize it. Like, don't even realize they're it. They're woven throughout our lives now, like to the point where it just it's it's second nature. Mm -hmm. You're like, oh, let me just Venmo you real quick. Let mm -hmm. me just cash out be quick, real quick. But five seven years ago, that didn't exist. Mm -hmm. Like you know, it is really funny. I would say uh, so, while you were talking, something else that I I thought of. I think there has to be some type of um, recognition of the the generational gaps and the digital divide that exists within that. Mm -hmm. So I think about, okay, you have folks like Steve Jobs, that's baby boomers, right? Where are our equivalent of like black baby boomers that, in tech mm -hmm. that you can like really put up? like? You see a commercial here and there now they're trying to you know show like, oh this person worked for you know ibm back in the day he he made a cell phone or something i don't mm -hmm. know part, part of something but it's like we really don't have like to your point those figures that you could go and point to and be like mm -hmm. that's a guy who made it in tech mm -hmm. so you go down the line after you know baby boomer what gen x mm -hmm. that's like elon musk and that generation peter till people that invented uh paypal YouTube, that's their era. eBay, mm -hmm. that's that era. Where were our websites during that era? Mm -hmm. Non-existent. Go to the next generation, millennials. Now you've got social media, Mark Zuckerberg, um, Snapchat, different things like that. It's like, mm -hmm. so I don't know. You, if you do this exercise, you just see that there's a one a digital divide, and then just a lack of representation from you know generation to generation to generation. And mm -hmm. so now we find ourselves in 2021. Everybody's like, hey. We're raising these funds for black tech startups, but where are they? Mm. We can't find them. It's mm. like, well, the startups. The startups. Mm. Now, granted, now they're starting to come out. I'm like, hey, I'm, I'm here. We mm. do exist, mm. but there has to be a level of support from within our community um, for our startups. So, because there's such a, a deficit of knowledge of technology from an older generation, they don't have. They, they do have the capital to invest, but they're hesitant because they don't understand the platforms or, you know, the, the different um, dynamics of technology. Mm -hmm. So I think that's also like a, a barrier, if you will, for um, for entry, if you will. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. And I could tell I, I can tell this is going to be an awesome podcast yeah. um, and series, whatever we want to call this. But um you know, to your point about not having those examples, uh, I think part of it is it, it, it's not that they don't exist, right? Right. They don't exist at that scale and at that level most times, but there are plenty of hidden figures, mm. I'm sure, right? <laughs> in, <laughs> yes, in, in all of these spaces. Right. And, you know, we think about even with PayPal, right? They call that group the, the PayPal Mafia. Mafia. Yep. It's all men, mm -hmm. primarily white and Asian men, I believe. Yep right and based in like san francisco mm -hmm. um but you know if, if they were to make a movie and look through the lens of hidden figures i know for a fact there's a bunch of people women black and brown people that should have been included in that story okay that were just that were not kind of just put to the side gotcha in some way fringes, or yeah. right gotcha. i mean we've got and I, I i would love for us to do our own research and come back with like hey you know here are you know, here's a black man that helped, you know, start the internet. Right. You know, okay. there's a book called Race for the Net. 
that I have to look more into mm-hmm. that I believe is about a black man who basically invented the internet, right? And didn't get his We just will do. be back <laughs> with that info. <laughs> we got that. We got, there's yeah. a woman named um, Shelly Archimbal. I think she was the first black woman to work at a, a tech company, a large tech company in San Francisco or in Silicon Valley. And I believe it was Verizon, but again, something to circle back on. Yeah. Right. But I think it's like more people like that, that just, they're not, they're like movies aren't made about them. You right. know what I mean? The books aren't written about them. It, we have, that's why we make our own movies, write our own books. But I think that it's, it's up to us to tell that story of, Hey, here's successful people doing this, this, and this, because even for me, like I didn't see myself represented in tech until it was like 2018. Mm. 2018, I went to Afrotech. Okay. I actually went to Afrotech um, conference put on by Blavity right. uh, company, black-owned tech company. Um, and that was the first time like I flew out to San Francisco and they had 2,000 black people. Mm. That must have been a sight. 2,000 black people like in like in this venue on like the San, Fran- San Francisco Bay. Right. Right. In this space, just talking about technology entrepreneurship like my man rodney williams who i believe is is a bison um he has a company called he founded a company called listener so he's up on this stage he he walks up onto the stage like blasting kanye like he's got some kanye song like as his intro theme he's got this whole like gold thing behind him that's just like it's like who is this guy is he a rapper is he an artist like what what is he about to do he gets up on the stage he's like I'm Rodney Williams. I'm the founder of Listener, and we transfer data through sound. Mm. And he starts talking about his company, and I'm like, yo, black people do this? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, we're in that space? Not only yeah. do black people do this, he listens to Kanye. I listen to Kanye. <laughs> like, he, he's chill about it. He's not yeah. like, yeah. he hasn't sold himself out. He's right. not trying to pretend like he's this and this. Like, it was the most just authentic thing. Stay too, true to himself. That was it. And yeah. everybody was like that. The whole conference. That's all. And the fact that it was just all these black people, you know, it was it was 2,000 black people in this space together, you know, talking about tech. When in reality, when we go to these conferences that are not focused on Afrotech, mm-hmm. typically like it's like two black people yes, <laughs> at the I, tech conference. I'm one of the two. Yes. <laughs> so it was just like a, a really crazy moment to experience. Um, and just through that, I saw myself represented on different stages, like black women talking about user experience design, like something I was studying at, at UD, right? And the first time I saw myself like, oh, I could go work at IDEO. I didn't even know, I didn't even think mm. that I could work at one of the leading consultancies in the world, right? Right? Like, but I see a black person doing it, like I can do that too. There you go. So the power of, of seeing it is- you Gotta see it. Yes. So that, uh, I think that might be a good, good uh place to to end it mm-hmm. so in summation i guess you want to leave the folks with uh, some final words final words yeah. well it's july 3rd today right so we're talking about freedom for a reason because fourth yeah. of july is tomorrow someone's independence day <laughs> it is someone's independence day tomorrow it's someone's um and you know i think especially with like this year right and like the juneteenth that we had this year where like every company and corporation is like saying is acknowledging it giving people off like coming out of last year you know was a an incredibly challenging time for all of us but especially black people Mm -hmm. um you know freedom is something that i'm in full pursuit of 
and I actually quit my job in March. <laughs> I took a job during the pandemic yeah. and I quit my job in March um, and am very intentional about just regaining my freedom, retaining my freedom and like maximizing it. Mm -hmm. So, you know, sort of what I leave everyone with is just challenging yourself, like, you know, either today or this week or, or this month, like thinking about how are you going to pursue the freedom <laughs> that you want in your life uh, to the best of your ability, because, um, you know, freedom is is free. Yeah, there's there's nothing else like it. So I'm not going back. I'm gonna tell you all that. Right. And we're gonna share a whole lot more on this podcast about Absolutely. how we're pursuing freedom through entrepreneurship and technology. Yes, we are. But I would leave everybody with that to to continue to chase freedom. Chase freedom. So that is your homework. Thank you so much for tuning in. This has been the first episode of the Gary and Jason Show. We hope to see you again. Take care. Peace. Peace.